You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. Hello there, my fellow traveler. Welcome to Travel Talk Weekly, episode number 141. Rob and Carrie Stewart coming to you from the Creating Magic Vacation Studio here in beautiful Orlando, Florida. Make sure you stay tuned to the end of this show for a huge announcement. We're moving forward with a new name and a new concept. And on this show, we are talking about one of the most popular cruise destinations in the world, Alaska. And I just want to share with you, we intended to have this show out at the end of August, but right after we got back, we had basically two cruises in a three-week period. We got a bit behind, and fortunately, our agency got very, very busy with booking. So thank you so much for your patience, and we will get back to you on a more regular basis. Most people's first cruise will be the Caribbean, and usually it's from a port in Florida. But not us. Our very first cruise was Alaska on board Holland America's Osterdam, selling from Seattle. And this was all the way back in 2005. Now, this was also when we were both in our 30s, and I remember feeling very young on this ship. I know, I felt very young. And I certainly was not expecting the number of wheelchairs that were on there and the scooters lining up down the hall. I was like, this is interesting experience. That was comical. We almost are going to have to go back on Holland America to see if it's the same. Yeah, right. For Alaska, it might be. Now, as you may know, if you listen to Disney Travel Secrets, we cruised Alaska in August on the Disney Wonder. So that was an 18-year gap between Alaska cruises. So this week, you're going to learn all about Alaska in general, the different cruise lines, and the different ways you can experience and enjoy our 49th state. So a lot of people have misconceptions about an Alaska cruise, especially if you've only done the ones to the warmer destinations. And recently, I met a couple at one of our favorite restaurants here in Windermere, and we were just talking about cruising because that's what the topic's going to be if you ever hang out with Rob and I. And the woman said, you know what, I have never wanted to cruise Alaska but maybe I need to learn more. And I knew exactly how she felt because when Carrie and I first started dating back in 05, she invited me as her plus one on an Alaska cruise where she was doing some video work for a company incentive trip. Now, keep in mind at the time, I lived in Florida. I was like, why would I go to Alaska when I can cruise from Florida. Another little secret here is I had never taken a cruise. So anyway, but after that Alaska cruise, it's no surprise as to why this is on so many people's must-do list when it comes to travel in general and specifically cruising. And I'm really glad that you said yes to that cruise because this really sparked our interest in cruising and really travel overall. And that has totally changed our lives and our business and where we live, because we actually started being travel advisors back in 2008. And then that career kind of expanded. And in 2018, we started creating Magic Vacations. We did. And it has been an incredible journey coming from that first cruise to where we are now. 35 cruises on 13 different cruise lines, 181 nights at sea. And trust me when I say this, we are not bragging. There are people with way more cruises under their belt than we have. Yeah, which means it's time for us to keep adding more. That is correct. For 2024, we have two on the book so far, an Ama Waterways River Cruise in Amsterdam in March. That's for a, a River Cruise Expo. And we have our Walt Drinker's World Cruise on the Disney Wish in May. But now, let's get back to Alaska. So let's start with the basics. When is the best time to take a cruise to Alaska? Their season typically runs from late April to early October. 
So it's basically ending right now. The busiest months will be June, July, and August. Those also will be the warmest months, but they can also be quite rainy. And a big thing about the dates is you want to see a lot of wildlife on an Alaskan cruise. And so sometimes the whales, they're going to be a little more peak in that June, July, and August because they migrate up and then they migrate back down. So keep in mind that the, the whales you see in June, July, and August, those are the ones that are late for everything. They could have shown up in April or May. No, they took their time and they showed up in June or July and August. So our cruise on the Disney Wonder was August 14th to the 21st this year, so perfect timing. And luckily, we had fantastic weather. But we did find out that an excursion that we did one morning was canceled in the afternoon, the same day we did it, due to weather. More on that in a few minutes. So throughout the cruise season, there is a very good chance that in Alaska, you will see whales and other wildlife, including the iconic bald eagle. We saw so many of those. People saw some bears, but a lot of people, when you go out, you want to see wildlife in Alaska. Our cruise started and ended in Vancouver, and it is really, it was our first time there. It's a beautiful city, and our hotel, the Pan Pacific, was actually attached to the cruise port, so I had never seen that before. It also meant that for the first time in over 30 cruises, that we got to watch our ship arrive from its previous sailing. That was really cool, and there were a lot of people on the dock to welcome her as well. Normally, that's way too early to already be at a cruise port, but that's not the case in Vancouver. And of course, we took our own advice that we always highly, highly recommend with our clients, and that is when taking a cruise to anywhere, if you are flying, always fly in a day early. One missed or delayed flight is all it takes for you to miss your cruise. As an example, we were talking with a guest on board, and he was telling us that he originally planned to fly in the day of the cruise. But for whatever reason, changed his mind and flew in the day before our departure. Yeah, and that was a good thing because he shared with us that his original flight was late and he would have missed his connecting flight and missed the cruise or had to try and catch up with the ship, which is going to be quite expensive. And there are so many different ways to cruise Alaska and also include a land tour. We can't really cover everything for that just get with your travel advisor. And if you don't have one, we would be more than happy to help you. There are three main ways to do an Alaska cruise, if you don't include the land tour part of it. And that is round trip from Seattle, from Vancouver, or you can take a one-way cruise either north or south. And pricing-wise, if you want to get a better value, you can do one of those one-ways. Typically, they will start in either Vancouver, Seattle, and then end up in Anchorage or the reverse. Those cruises are Definitely great to tack on that land package, especially on the front or back end when you're up in Anchorage so that you can get a little further into some of those national parks. Here's our pro tip. If you are prone to getting seasick or you think you might get seasick, definitely choose an inside passage cruise. The waters there are protected. If you're cruising the Gulf of Alaska, you're in open waters and most likely will have some choppy waters. Yeah, definitely. A big thing is when you are on a cruise, and we hear this all the time, well, I'm, ju I'm just going to sleep in my cabin. I really won't be in there that often. Well, you're going to have to talk me out of putting you in an ocean view or an inside cabin because when it comes to Alaska, always get a balcony. There is nothing like sitting out on your balcony at any time during the day, really, enjoying a cup of coffee or maybe in the evening, a nice glass of wine 
and watching the amazing Alaska landscape as you sail by. Some of my favorite moments from the wonder were where we were in Glacier Bay. The water was beautiful and it was just nice to sit on our balcony and it was kind of like our own little private excursion. And there may be times where you don't want a balcony if you're doing a place you've cruised several times. Maybe it's the Caribbean and you want a little lower price. But I can tell you, if you see us on a cruise, guarantee we are in at least a balcony, if not a suite. And one thing to be mindful of is when you do choose a balcony, don't choose the lowest price balcony. And one of the big reasons is for Alaska, you're going to want to have good views from your balcony because you will see wildlife. And if you get an obstructed view, you may get out to that balcony and go to look down in the water. And what do you see? A lifeboat. A lifeboat. That is not what you want. Here are just a few of the really incredibly awesome things we did on our cruise, starting with the longest zip line in the world, according to them. I haven't gone out and measured them all, but we did in Icy Straight Point, we did the zip lining tour. Matter of fact, we did the zip lining excursion. And if you want to see what that's like, go over to our YouTube channel, Disney Travel Secrets, and we have a point of view of you shooting me as we go down from the top of this giant mountain all the way down close to our cruise ship. Yeah. And that is a good tip though, too, is when you do an Alaska cruise, budget for excursions. And I would double, if not triple, the amount that you do on excursions for Alaska versus the Caribbean, because we did some of what I think are my most favorite excursions, including one was walking on Mendenhall Glacier. And how did we get there? By a helicopter. We call that flight seeing. So we took a flight seeing tour and did about a one hour walk on the Mendenhall Glacier up in Juneau, Alaska. And as a private pilot, I haven't flown for a long time, I really appreciated just watching the pilot work the helicopter and the instruments and just the views you get. And I remember they gave us a bottle of water, like an aluminum bottle of water down, at, we'll call it base camp. And we got up there and said, okay, now drink some of it. And we did. They said, okay, now dump it out and hold the bottle in this little, little. Like a little stream. A little stream of water. We filled it up and it is literally the freshest water on the planet. Yeah, super crisp. I mean, what an amazing experience. And even just the helicopter ride itself, we got to go up and just see a lot more of the landscape. And yeah, that was, it was a very pricey excursion, but well worth it. It was probably the most expensive excursion we've done. Totally worth it. And something that we almost did the first time we did it back in 05, instead we did a float plane. A helicopter tour is way better because this pilot was flying right up next to the mountains. You can see these waterfalls coming down and him describing everything. You can't really do that in a plane. You're going a little bit too fast. Yeah. And that is one thing that is unique about Alaska that you may not understand is it is kind of like a rainforest. It's very, very green in their peak season. And it will surprise you at how beautiful Alaska is. I will say that was probably the best excursion we've ever done on any cruise ship in any part of the world until the next day. Yeah. So the next day we were in Ketchikan, and that is a very common stop. And that's one thing you'll find with the itineraries is they all kind of stop, for the most part, in the same ports. But this excursion was one that I was looking forward to and didn't realize I was going to love it so much. And that excursion is the Bering Sea Crab Fisherman's Tour. And this one is constantly rated as one of the best excursions in the entire cruise industry. And I had read that before we went on it without knowing all the details because you kind of have to experience in person to appreciate it. But I remember reading that. I'm like, if this constantly comes up in the top two or three of excursions around the world, 
it's got to be good. Yeah. And what was kind of fun was you didn't really know which ones I had booked. You I and I had, <laughs> we, had, we had discussed and then I was like, we're just going to go ahead. I'm just going to book these. So if you are the planner in your family, this would be one to surprise your family with. It is hard to get. So our little pro tip, don't wait to get this one booked. You can book it through the cruise line and they also have a website. We'll put a link in the website as well. Now, to be clear, I knew what we were doing. I just didn't go into the detail. I'm like, okay, we're going to walk on a glacier. That sounds cool. We're going to do this crab fisherman thing. That sounds great. What I didn't know is the ship for this crab fisherman's tour is called the Aleutian Ballad, and it was made famous in season two of Discovery Channel's award-winning TV series, Deadliest Catch. I don't even want to tell you too much about it because this is something you have to experience. If you're, again, if you're the planner, you can go to their site and read all about it, or you can be like me going, I kind of think what it's going to be about and just have the surprise of your life. If you like Deadliest Catch, you will love this. And don't worry, no rough seas here though. It was super, super calm. And I just, I loved this experience. In fact, we opted for a VIP ticket and this gave us the best reserved seats And we had a post-sailing private tour of the ship, crab dinner, and more interactions with the crew members that were on there. And just hearing the stories gives you a whole new appreciation of these amazing places that you get to travel. And then you realize these people work there. And this was hard work. And of course, being a travel agent, I was talking to the captain. And I said, you know, I'd really love to be able to book this trip. Ironically, this is the funny part. The captain lives in Tampa. I'm like, what are you doing up here? He's like, well, I come up here for the season, and then I go down to Tampa, and then I'm a, he's a, I'm a port pilot up in North Carolina. But the fact that he was from Tampa, I said, as travel agents, can we promote this? He said, yes, but not the VIP part of it. I'm like, what do you mean? He said, that is exclusive to the Disney Wonder. Now, I don't know if he meant on that day when the Disney Wonder is there, they automatically get it, or if that's something they only offer for the Disney Wonder, and maybe on other days when the Wonder isn't there, you can do the VIP. That, I do not know. But if you have the choice, definitely do VIP. Because it's fun to like hear about all the stories of crab, and then you're like, I kind of want some crab. <laughs> well, I will say we were eating crab in front of a tank full of crab. Yeah, that was awkward. They looked a little angry. Yeah, they did. Our friend Matt saw a picture of us with the captain, and then he texted me that same day of a picture of him standing in the very same spot on the very same boat. So one of the challenges of booking an Alaskan cruise is, did I pick the best ship? And really, it kind of starts with the cruise line that you book with, because for the most part, all of your mass market cruise lines are going to be up there. You have Royal Caribbean, Carnival, Norwegian, Disney, and then of course, you have some of the more premium lines like Celebrity, Cunard, Princess is very popular, and Holland America. And if you want complete and total luxury, including butler service, a fully stocked bar, included excursions, then you may want to choose one of our favorites and one of our clients' favorites, and that is Silver Sea. So how do you decide which one's going to be the best experience for you? Well, Disney is just in and of itself a different class. So if you love Disney cruises, I would recommend stay with that line and do that for Alaska. If you have small children, you will want to consider what are the onboard activities. And also, this is a big tip. Keep in mind how large the ship is because when that one gets to port, and some of these ports will have five, six, or seven ships a day, so you can imagine how busy everything gets. If you're on a ship that has 4,000 people, you will be getting off with 4,000 people and you'll be getting on. That's one thing I loved about the Disney Wonder. It's a smaller ship. We did not have that problem. 
If you want the kids to stay really busy with lots to do on board during your Alaska cruise, a good choice would be Royal Caribbean. They have so many things on board. And also Norwegian. And Norwegian, in fact, built one of their ships that is up there. It's like they have a certain class that was built specifically for Alaska. So they have a big atrium and viewing area. Another thing is there are a couple of cruise lines that really specialize in Alaska. And these are the ones that will also have the Alaska tours. And those are Princess and Holland America. Both are very well known for their Alaska service and just the different experiences that you can do with them. As evidenced by our very first cruise, not only being Alaska, but it was Alaska on Holland America. Yeah. Now, they're not going to have as many kid-friendly things on those ships, though. And you're not going to get the crazy Broadway shows like you may get with Royal Caribbean. But they do have the wheelchair Olympics. (laughs) Okay, they do not have that. But if you want to get into some smaller ports and have all your excursions included, Silver Sea is a great option. And this pricing may surprise you. Once you add everything up, it actually would have been cheaper for us to go on a Silver Sea cruise than the Disney cruise that we did. With a butler, a fully stocked bar, and everything included, including transfers. Yeah, but they all pretty much go to the same place. Now, the next thing you'll want to do when deciding on your Alaska cruise is, is there a certain port or maybe it's a certain glacier that you want to see? Because they do not all go to the same places. In our case, one of the places we stopped was Icy Strait Point, which was an amazing zipline excursion. However, that meant we didn't go to Skagway, which is very popular because you can take a daytime excursion by train into the interior of Alaska. And when it comes to glaciers, Glacier Bay only issues so many permits. Hubbard Glacier only has so many. So if those are on your bucket list and you've been Instagram saying, I want to see Hubbard Glacier, that one looks really awesome. That immediately is going to limit the number of cruises that will stop there. So that kind of helps you make your decision. If you don't have a passport, you would have to do the Seattle, what they call a closed loop cruise. However, just get a passport. I don't care if you have anything on the books yet where you think you might travel internationally. Sometimes it's taken four to six months or more to get a passport. It's better to have it and not need it than need it and not be able to have it. Yeah. And when it comes to cruising, out of Vancouver is definitely a beautiful place to go. Next time we cruise out of Vancouver, we'll probably either stay a couple extra days or come in a couple days prior just because it's so pretty there. Regardless of if you're cruising out of Seattle, Anchorage, or Vancouver, make sure that you book your hotel as soon as you can, because those hotels do sell out because most of the cruises will leave on Saturday and Sunday. And so that Friday night and Saturday nights, those the prime hotels sell out. For whatever reason, our cruise left on a Monday, so we, we, so we were able to get a Sunday night hotel stay because most people that are going to be cruising are already gone. Yeah, so if Alaska hasn't been on your list, we encourage you to check it out. This is a great experience. We are already booking into the 2025 Alaska cruise season, if you can believe it. I can because I'm ready to go. Matter of fact, I want to go again next year. Alaska is someplace you can go to so many times and always experience something different. Thank you for listening, and please join us next time as we move forward with a brand new and more appropriate name for this show, Travel Inspired. And if you don't already have a trip on the books, let's make that happen. For us, we actually have three business trips left this year and a nine-night cruise over Thanksgiving on Silver Sea for our vacation. Looking forward to those trips really gets us excited. Because as we say, if you're going to collect something, 
make it passport stamps. And we definitely encourage you to always have that adventure planned. So get out there and start exploring in Alaska. That would be a good place to go. Oh,